yesterday evening, um, uh, Father Clater and I were standing outside of Crane Road Church greeting people for the four o'clock mass, and uh, he was he was giving me a bad time because I had uh, put the major sets up, uh, one outside the church, one outside the rectory, and and I and then he goes, yeah, and the Christmas tree, you've got that up too in the in the rectory. I put that up on Wednesday because I wanted my family uh, to see the tree when they all came over for Thanksgiving. And besides, nothing uh, says Happy Thanksgiving like a a Christmas tree, right? So there's that. But he was he was he was kind of kidding around, just saying it was too early. And and, and what made to make things worse, I actually had the baby Jesus in the crib. And I said, well, you know, isn't that great? Uh, Jesus uh, decides to go to St. Pat's first of all the other places. St. Pat's gets him first. That's great. But in in a in a in a in my mind though. I like having that stuff up because I like to be able to see it the whole month as a reminder of what we're doing. And Jesus is the gift, right, that we're supposed to be preparing for, the gift that we're going to unwrap. Well, it's Jesus. All that other stuff is, is uh, to get us in the proper form, perhaps, uh, to celebrate well. Uh, did anybody notice in the news um, last week, I think it was, that... Uh, there was this asteroid coming towards the Earth. Did you guys see this? And then we shot a missile at it and blew it up. I, I just think that's incredible. And it's like Star Wars kind of stuff. And I loved it. And um, it got me thinking, especially in light of the reading of uh, the Gospel today, and talking about all this cosmic uh, you know, destruction going on, the end of all things. The, the anti-Genesis, I mean, it's a redo. Like Genesis moves us out of the watery chaos, out of nothingness into creation. And so at the end of all things, creation is gonna reverse itself and go back to the chaos that was at the beginning. Cosmic destruction. Asteroids blowing up and things like this. So what, what did we, we, uh, we look at that, we say, wow, that's, uh, that's real stuff at the end. Jesus is going to make all things new. To make all things new, he has to take what is old and completely redo it. And we can, we can marvel at that, even though we're not supposed to worry about when or how. Just We don't know the day nor the hour. And so, and so it's a highlight. It's like, this is what the end is going to look like. All right. So at the end, it's all going to get destroyed. And something new is going to, some glorified existence is going to come about. But the end is going to be an end. The end of the world. Cosmically. But then, I think Advent is inviting us to go into maybe a little deeper understanding. That it isn't just the end of the world we're supposed to be thinking about. Cosmically. We're also supposed to be thinking about the other ends of the world that take place all the time. Think about, uh, on a more global level, not cosmically, but globally, worlds come to an end. Wars, insurrections, riots, falls of government, uh, government takeovers, collapse of systems. Yeah. We look at the way the world is today and how unstable it all feels. I think we give a little sense of, oh, that's scary, a little anxiety. But then let's go a little deeper. And what about the end of the worlds that take place Let's say, economically, uh, 
and maybe socially in our own time and place in this country and maybe even our own communities where just things seem a little bit off. You know, that you know, this person's lost their job and, you know, uh, Omicron or whatever, you know, they, they're calling it now. And it, the, it, we, we get anxious. What's happening? It's the end of the world. The world as we know it. But then, even on a more personal level, we experience the end of the world when somebody we love dies, a spouse, a child, maybe when a marriage ends. That's the end of the world. When, you know, the, you know, the kids are quarantined for a week and you, they have to stay home. That's the end of the world. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, What Advent invites us to, what, what the baby Jesus in the crib is calling us to look at, is what kind of gift Jesus is. You can tell the God he is by the gift that he is to us. What is he? He's a gift that saves. He's a gift that heals. He's a gift that knows each of you in a very personal way. Not this cosmic thing where he's way out here just kind of looking at us, but right way down in the weeds. This God comes to your loss of health, loss of relationship, loss of financial security, loss of love. He says, don't let your hearts become drowsy, lost in the anxieties of daily life. Our world is ending. This is this world that we're in is dying. It's all moving to a future point where it's going to become transformed into a glorified existence with Jesus. Whatever that looks like. In the meantime, we experience that dying in our own lives as our world ends and new ones begin, transformed by the love and mercy and healing power of our Savior. And he doesn't just say, yes, no one gets out of here alive. You're going to die. The world's going to end. All that's true. But he walks with us. This is a God that's come into our existence, born in a filthy stable 2,000 years ago on a cold Bethlehem night, crying out. A cry that echoes into eternity, into history into our community, into your family. Reminding you that he's a gift and our job this Advent is to prepare to open that gift and receive it as the gift that it is. See, scripture calls Jesus uh, the one who separates us from the world, light from dark, death from life, sin from grace. That separation in the Greek word is called crisis. K-R-I-S-I-S. The word we get, crisis. Which means separation. We're in a crisis. All the time. The crisis is whether or not we will, when Jesus comes and separates 
the sheep from the goats, the good from the bad, which side have we chosen to be on? The side that plays it safe and hedges its bets and never throws in with the gift that Jesus is because we're afraid to die in our own lives, we're afraid to be transformed in our own lives, we're afraid to become a new creation in our own lives, and so we stay with the world, or we decide, yes, Jesus knows me personally, he knows everything that's going on in my life, he knows all my sins and he knows all my crises, he knows everything I'm struggling with, he knows I'm angry, he knows I'm broken, he knows my marriage is in trouble. He, know, he knows I'm grieving over the loss of my spouse. He knows that I'm freaking out because I lost my job and I don't know how I'm gonna pay my bills. He knows this. And he's calling me not to run away, but run to him. To listen to that cry that echoes from a cold Bethlehem night to a baby that reaches out so that we would pick him up and kiss him and embrace him and love him and bring him into our hearts. Because that's the gift that he is just for you. Personally, uniquely, a gift tailored for your life and your situation. Don't be afraid to pick up the baby. Because that, that cry, that echo, echoes through our lives as it echoed through his life. And that wood of the manger became the wood of the cross. And that baby's cry in a cold Bethlehem night became a different voice, a haunting voice, a powerful voice, a healing voice. As scripture tells us, from the cross, Jesus cried out in a loud voice and breathed his last.